Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. I told you I can't make it Jim, can you record the podcast? Welcome to Working Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Bruz. What is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences Podcast, a dental advice show. I am Joshua Austin. I am Lance Timmerman. And Lance, today we have a special guest. Very special guest. It's the first female guest on the Working Interferences. Does she count as a female? I don't know. I I, mean, I I believe she does. (laughs) Okay. She's breaking that glass ceiling. I I don't even think she needs to be introduced. Everybody, she's been on, I think she's been on every podcast. Such a podcast whore. I, In my I words, not you. Use the yours. W word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we have with us today from Idaho, Dr. Aaron Elliott. Aaron, what yeah. is up? Not much. I, I hope you guys are well. Is it snowing there? Oh yes, very snowy. Really. And thankfully, I had a day off, and um, yeah, just getting ready for Christmas. Nice. Are you ready? No. Oh, good. No. You know, I'm not a procrastinator, but when it comes to Christmas stuff, I hate shopping that much and wrapping and all of that. I just, yeah, I just rather be with my family. Nice. Are you ready? I'm almost ready. Yeah, I've got a couple things left to do, but I'm almost there. I'll I'll start tomorrow. Nice. (laughs) Make me feel better, Lance. I think. Thank you. I did one year. It was Christmas Eve and I went, oh shit, that's tomorrow. That's very And did you get it all done? Well, the only thing left is, you know, jewelry store at Fred Meyer. So yeah. I, I don't know what Fred Meyer is, but the, the name <laughs> Fred Meyer doesn't no. like make me, it doesn't seem like a Neiman Marcus type experience. Yeah. Try getting a diamond at Kroger's. Okay. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Essentially. It's a upscale Walmart up here in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Well, Aaron, Aaron, you and I had an interesting experience in September, didn't we? We sure did. And Aaron, it was actually, Aaron and I, um, sort of, Brought I don't even down. know how. To, well, yeah, I don't know about that, but we sort of commiserated for about six or eight weeks before uh, Dead Supply Serona World, uh, where we both did uh, like a TED style talk um, and and went through, I would say, a broad roller coaster of emotions and feelings <laughs> and experiences that, that probably only she and I kind of fully will ever understand and know and. Um, made it on the other side. And I guess we're both still alive. So I guess that's a, a testament. But I, I was thinking about it the other day. I don't, I, it was such a weird blur that I don't have a ton of memories from it. Do you? Yeah, it was, as soon as we were done, it just that relief. Yeah. And then there was all the after. And um, I remember at one point I told uh, my husband, I was headed back up to the room and then an hour and a half later I showed up and he's like, what took you so long? And I was like, well, you know, when you are on stage in front of everyone, you every yeah. 10 feet, you're kind of talking to someone. It but it, it was super cool to get the message out. And what's so weird is that, Josh, this is that was the first time we met in person. But I felt was. like I knew you so well. Same we had, with we had, Lance. I've, yeah, <laughs> we had talked so much before that, you know, leading up to it. And it was really like in the green room that morning was the first time we actually like physically met in person. It was a yep. very strange kind of deal. Yeah. Very I actually nice. have only met Lance once. Was it once in person? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And there's no excuse for that. You guys are what? A, a few <laughs> hundred miles away from each other? It's only a six hour drive. It's it's cool. Yeah. Just a <laughs> suburb. It just seems like you guys would be so much closer. I don't know. It's weird. 
just like T Bone thinks I'm near Boise and I'm like eight hours north. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not that close. Uh, <laughs> Although we do get to hang out. Those that don't know, we're doing implant pathways in the Seattle uh in february so yep. come join us nice and you guys are going to start just just placing implants left and right huh just in everything just putting <laughs> dropping screws nice Aaron, i've you already have placed kids, right? two you placed I, two mm-hmm. which ones left and right <laughs> <laughs> i uh use the Do you name Zeric two guide oh yes it was pretty cool but I didn't, the person that came up and trained us brought all the supplies. So I figured I'd take implant pathway and then purchase everything I need. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's going to be an expensive buy. Yeah. Get, get your checkbook out. Aaron, you have kids, right? I sure do. Your, your kids are a little bit young, younger than Lance's, I believe. Yeah. I have a 13 year old and an 11 year old boy. Boys. Are they still into Rudolph? Like the, they're probably too old for Rudolph, right? My 13 year old thinks he's an adult. So okay. he's too cool for everything right now. Uh. But. That's too bad. Sweet kids, though. And yeah, Christmas gets a whole lot more expensive when they get older. Yeah. Oh, God, it just gets worse. Yeah. Buckle up. Yeah, like Fred Meyer Jewelry Store. <laughs> no, yeah. Expensive. Do your kids have cell phones, Aaron? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. they've had them for a while. I, I was yeah. watching a couple of weeks ago, I was watching the Rudolph, you know, the claymation with Hermie the Elf and all that kind of stuff. And I thought to myself, you know, everything gets rebooted, right? Everything nowadays gets rebooted and sort of redone with sort of a modern take to it. Except that show. That show has never been redone. It's still the same kind of shitty 60s claymation. <laughs> Don't you be dissing my Rankin Bass. I just think it's time that we need a, a new Rudolph, right? A new Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. But just like everything, like if it's going to come out now and it's going to be new and rebooted, it's got to be like dark and brooding, right? Like Batman and then Superman was like super dark and brooding. And I just think we need like the dark sort of kind of demented brooding. Or you could get the guys from South Park to do it. That would be great too. <laughs> that would be <laughs> that would be great. But I, I can just imagine like like some sort, you know, the like uh, the, the reindeer games where they're mean to Rudolph. And then like <laughs> later on, like Rudolph gets his revenge and he's like, he's got a knife to, to one of the other reindeer's throats. And he's like, do you bleed, Donder? <laughs> You will. <laughs> I, I just think we need like like a new for for the twenty first century like a new dark Rudolph like where he just sort of goes like you know I'm yeah. not quite full Columbine but like you know like some some sort of like real revenge for the reindeer games. Yeah, yeah. Well, who do we talk to to get this to happen? We got to figure out who has the rights to that, and I I, I don't know. I. I it's all about it's all about uh, work. I think we could get Lin Manuel Miranda to get this thing done. I think if Lin Manuel Miranda did sure. it, I think we could we could get it done. So sure, sure. I'll reach out to Lin and see if he can write like sort of a dark brooding Rudolph. There you go. <laughs> edgy. We want it to be edgy. Well, they, I think you already have the ending for them right there. There it is. There it is. Well, guys, this is an advice show, and we answer your questions. We answer questions we find on all those neat little Facebook groups. We answer questions from Reddit, and we answer questions from our listeners. In fact, two of our three questions today are from listeners, and they are doozies. Yeah. Um, we strive to help dentists and their dental team members with our own unique brand of advice. So please, we need your questions. They are the sustenance we crave. You can submit your questions to us at workinginterferences at gmail.com. Now, we don't want just any question, do we, Lance? No. We don't want a bunch of boring questions like, what's the best endophile? Because we all know the best endophile is light speed. 
but <laughs> I got we, trained on. We <laughs> want the tough questions. I got trained on Lightspeed too. Seven thousand files to do one canal. It's the worst. <laughs> we want the tough questions. We want the questions that Gordon Christensen cannot answer. So here we are on to question one. And Craig asks, "Hey guys, longtime listener, first time caller. What do you think I should do? I have a longtime receptionist that everyone loves." Unfortunately, she had a benign brain tumor removed three years ago. Recently, she's become very forgetful and makes lots of mistakes that end up the rest of the team have to cover for. How can I avoid being a total ass for terminating a previously wonderful employee? Holy moly. You're f***ed. I mean... Well, she had, she had brain cancer, and now you want to fire her. Yeah. Oh, he, it, it, he lets her go. Not fire well, right, I mean, right. I, sounds so mean. You're like, releasing I, her to the wild. Yes. Let her I roam it, with like, the other. Just because she had brain cancer, is it like a law, like a a full time doctor's note for being a mess up? Right. Like it's been three years. Like she needs to not be making mistakes. Right. Like this isn't being a greeter at Walmart. Like there are real consequences to mistakes. Right. Especially in a dental office where there's yep. one or two front desk people. Yeah. Uh, so it makes it sound like she, in the past, didn't make mistakes, obviously. So this really is leftover from the brain tumor. Yeah, it's definitely what it, it sounds seems like. like it. Yeah. yeah. He said everyone loves her, right? So, and she was a previously good employee or, or whatever. Well, I, this is how I kind of, because I've gotten really good. I have channeled my inner Lance Timmerman <laughs> and have been letting people go. Um, what's the saying? Uh, hire slow and fire fast. Yeah. And so I've gotten a little better. I always used to feel bad. I don't know if that was the girly part of me, but not, I'm a business owner. You have a girly part? And not really. Yeah, as you say, this is news. <laughs> well, I guess in the past, I, I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm maybe a little cold-hearted. But as a business owner, what I say now is I want to set you up for success. Mm-hmm. And you're not succeeding. So... I think his option is to move her into a different position where mistakes don't cost, aren't so costly. Or now, did he say they, she was front they part desk? ways? Yeah, he said front desk, but front he desk. also doesn't mention like if she's the only front desk. Yeah, I, I had an idea. Okay. Do you guys remember like your first relationship? You know, or, or like an early relationship? Like I, I mean, I don't know. Like Lance, do you, when was your first girlfriend? Like middle school or high school? I had crushes in middle school, but I finally got a girl to kiss me in in high school. Okay, so then at some point, probably three and a half days after she first kissed you, you realized what a horrible mistake it was. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And you wanted to be rid of her as soon as possible, right? So you can never, like, especially then at that point, you can't can't ever come to the, like, you can't, you just can't reconcile the idea of breaking up with somebody, right? So what's the first thought that comes through your head? You throw rocks at her. Oh. I have to get her to break up with me. <laughs> That's probably yes. better than the rocks. Yeah, yeah. And, and so then you start trying to be like a total dick to her, and you start being really short. And you kind of pull away, and you hope that she's the one that has to do the heavy lifting. Is and that what you guys do? <laughs> I never knew that. Oh, shut That's up! You, why, Aaron? You married your first boyfriend. <laughs> did, no. did, is that true? Did you? No. No. You had no, boyfriends no. I had... before Tom. I had a lot of boyfriends, but I couldn't handle, like, I was so annoyed by them after, like, two, three weeks. My longest was four months. And would you break it up with them? You're playing right into their hands if you did. 
It's exactly what they want to do. <laughs> That's what they want. You're so passive aggressive. Come on, you know that. Yeah. I- I think I mean, that's I just, a brilliant idea, Josh, for this it's, guy. It's actually, well, it's actually, I mean, in a relationship advice, it's a horrible idea because it's just <laughs> like, just be a man and do it, right? Like, just step up and do it. You're going to feel better afterwards. But this is, there's like true consequences here of like, number one, him feeling like an asshole. Number two, everybody else saying he's an asshole because he fired the brain cancer survivor, right? So like, this is a way to get her to decide that she needs to move on, right? So I... I was thinking earlier of, of maybe some things that he could do. Right. And so, Uh-oh. you know, I, I think you need to try to get her to quit. One of the ways you can do that is by maybe making her think that she's even more forgetful than she really is. <laughs> <laughs> so like maybe you pay some actors to show up and say like, Oh, I'm here for my one o'clock appointment. I'm, I'm, I'm Wayne Biggington. And she's like, oh, you're not on the schedule. And he'd be like, is your name Linda? I called and talked to you yesterday and we set up this appointment. And then she'd be like, you know, you're not in the computer. I I don't remember you having that discussion. You do that. Have four or five of those people come in (laughs) in a day. That's brilliant. But she's really going to be questioning herself, right? And I think she's going to come in at the end of the day and just be like, it's obvious that like I've lost my fastball. I cannot do this job anymore. Yeah, and if you can get her credit card and go on Amazon and order a whole bunch oh, of shit. Oh, and order a bunch of stuff. And, yeah, and yeah. she'd be like, I didn't order stuff this. starts showing up at her door. Right. <laughs> yeah, How I about did. this? How about make a huge mess in the break room, right? Like just pour milk and stuff like that all over the floor, like a whole gallon of milk, right? And then when she walks in, it was like, who did this? Like you walk in there and you just say like, Linda, you were just in here and you were screaming, Diddy Mao, Diddy Mao, and you poured a gallon of milk all over the floor. <laughs> this is five minutes ago, Linda. You don't remember doing that? And then she'd, you know, again, be like, this is worse than I really thought it would be. And so, you know, I think then maybe she decides it's time it's time to leave. I think you have to start setting those kinds of things for her to realize how forgetful she's actually really to really up it, you know, get a key to her house, go rearrange your furniture while she's at work in the middle of the day. (laughs) Yeah. And then she'll come back and and it's just totally different. And yeah, I think that's that's probably the best way. I really think it, it's really the high school boyfriend, girlfriend, like try to get them to break up with you because then you're not the bad guy. That's really. I, I wondered most. if she and he didn't say in the question whether he, she's aware of it. If she, yeah, she forgot play, about it. That's true. Yeah, exactly. You could almost play the guilt trip on her. Like, come on, Linda, are you really doing this to me? And I've treated you so nicely over the years. I Don't walked do this you to th- me. I, I was there with you bedside, Linda, yep. during your chemo and your radiation, Linda. I like how we assumed her name was Linda because she's obviously a 64-year-old woman. You, you come up with some pretty random names, by the way, Josh. Uh, I think Linda is Wayne, the most like front desk dental person name ever. And Wayne Bigumton. I, uh, <laughs> not what? even Joe Blow. I, I had a Peggy as a front desk. Peggy's a total dental staff name. And totally. then when I dressed up for my husband, this, this, uh, his last, last birthday, his last birthday. Wait, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> you need to, this is, you need is to this team? You need to pay attention on Facebook. Every year for his birthday, I dress up. But this year, you know, he was expecting some one thing. And I showed up as Uh-oh. Carol, the cat lady. Carol is a, oh. sorry. Sorry to all the Carols out there. But that's a good <laughs> My mother's cat lady name is name. Carol. Yeah, um, how many cats does she have? <laughs> just zero cats. Okay. She's I, very it was forgetful. Just a little prank. Die. <laughs> so you dress up as a cat lady for your husband on his birthday. Wow. Yeah, Are you trying to get him of, to break up with you? That's, 
There you go. <laughs> I knew that trick and didn't even really knew I knew it. It's a gift. Lance has, yep. has uh, it, your wife's name is Holly, right? Correct. Has Holly ever dressed up for you? I'm going to say no. This is like Holly's season. She's, is she like extra chipper in December? She was like born for this. For oh this my month. God. She's, yeah. She goes all out. The, the, the place goes nuts. If you follow, if you follow her on Facebook, we, we just had this big old cookie party, cookie exchange last weekend, and there was like 40 people here, crazy shindig, and place is a mess. Uh, it, uh, that sounds like my worst nightmare. No, oh, that was mine. Yeah. But did you have hooch? I had a lot of hooch. <laughs> are, are we talking about Holly again? <laughs> <laughs> what is hooch? Oh, uh, well, actually, I think I'd finished the hooch, the moonshine, the the, the gift from Belgium. From uh, uh, oh, I remember that. Yeah. It makes them do crazy things. Yeah, oh. I well, I signed up for Implant Pathway apparently, and woke up in my socks. Stay away from the hooch, Lance. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I did did not imbibe at the cookie party. Well, Josh, I think you came up with a really nice solution. Yeah, I think I think we got got we got you, Craig. Just make her quit. Make, make her feel like she's more forgetful than she really is, and then she'll come head in hands to you and with a resignation letter, and then you won't have to pay unemployment and you won't have to look like an ass. <laughs> or like I'm which I'm doing with the the newest team member, and I realize it's not going to work out. Um, we have. I hope a, she doesn't listen to this show. I know we have <laughs> no. She'll probably be gone by the time this comes out, but tomorrow. We have a, yeah, I'm, this is, we're releasing this pretty quick. Oh yeah, well she won't listen. <laughs> okay. But we have a Thanks. a series of reviews that we have her sign and all of that. She has till this date, and so then it's not totally out of left field. And I think it's pretty official. I realized um, when I had a assistant that I fired, but she was coming in on the weekends and doing dental work on her friends and putting them on nitrous. And I had all of this evidence, but because I didn't have it signed by her in, in the review, none of it mattered. Wow. So that's what one thing, I, one thing I learned. Um, oh, nothing major, but just like whitening trays and cleanings, things like it's that. It's still major. Like she does not have a oh, license and she's using your office to do it. I don't care what it is. That's major. She told a patient to come by her house and she gave her free whitening trays, like take impressions in her garage. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, that's ballsy. Uh, that's insanity. So I told the un I said, this is the one time I'm going to fight unemployment. And I did, but it didn't get me anywhere because I, I didn't have it in a review signed by her. So even with my best employees uh, that have been there forever, we go through the review. I have an official form, all that stuff. So wow. something they don't teach you in dental school. So for Linda, I would um, definitely set it up to say, hey, we, you know, you're making these mistakes and the team is covering, which is, but this can't continue. And by such and such date, I need to see improvement in these areas and have her sign it. Aaron, you're giving good advice and that's not I what know. we do here. Yeah, I know, that's... but I like, sorry, I, <laughs> it's just that it happened to me. So let's go to her house and rearrange the furniture. <laughs> yes, that's a much better solution <laughs> than those pesky documentation. Sorry, sorry, follow sorry. Through. I don't. I don't wow. want to bring content to the podcast. I'll shut up. <laughs> no, that's why you're here. Yeah. It's interesting. Someone's got to like, be the adult. Like every time we have a male as a guest, it's like completely going along with all the BS that we say. And then we get Aaron on and she's like, no, no, no. But I really think what you really should do is really document this, 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 this. I did bring up dressing up in character. You sure did. Still yeah, thinking so about that. I'll, 
Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I went. So some of the characters have been pretty funny. Um, one time I was a flight attendant and I cleaned out like the coat closet and made it the Mile High Club. <laughs> and then one time. <laughs> Um, so after Carol, the cat lady, I had a real costume and it was princess Lamy. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and I have one that's really crass, but so I'm afraid to say it on air. I'll just tell you guys later. Well, no one's <laughs> listening anyway. So go ahead. Was your Leia costume? Was it like the slave Leia? Like that one? Yep, The slave one. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. Oh. Excuse me. For, <laughs> give me about seven minutes. I'll be right back. <laughs> This segment is brought to you by Pericolase. When the most anal retentive dentist must unplug, grab the Pericolase for gentle, overnight results. All right, on to question number two. I think that was a good one. Craig, I think we got you hooked up. Question two is a doozy. It's maybe even tougher than Craig's. Are you guys ready? Sock it to me. All right. Alex asks, I'm buying a practice here in Arkansas. I'm so sorry. Uh, and he and the seller wishes to close in mid-January. He is also wanting to alert the staff to the sale on December 22nd, after which time the office is closed until January 2nd. I think this is a horrible idea, and I've indicated as much. So, number one, am I crazy for thinking this is a shitty idea, since the staff will have all of Christmas to stew and worry, even if I'm there to meet them and assuage any doubts? And number two, how do I go about drawing a hard line in the sand with the seller without torpedoing the goodwill for which I am paying oh so much? There is a lot of moving parts here. Lance, you bought your practice, right? I did. What was that transition like? Um, You know, so I I ended up working there for a month uh, doing the hygiene. Uh, We were doing all the paperwork. I needed a job. And the hygienist caught wind that the, the, the new associate was coming in. And so she, she knew enough that she was gone. She bailed. And so the guy says, hey, do you want to do hygiene? It would be a great way for you to meet the patients. And uh, we can always find some dentistry in between it, that, for you to do. And, and so, so we did that. And then a month later, lawyers come in on September 30th. We sign all the paperwork right in front of the staff. And then we tell them, yeah, starting tomorrow, I'm your boss. So th- there was the advantage there where this guy, is, he's going to have to have the staff will have two weeks to stew about it. Mine was, a, it was kind of a soft landing or a, a soft transition. It still sucked. It, I, I don't think there's ever, it's, it's a Band-Aid. There's never a good way to do it. And I can t- definitely understand his concern uh, having them have the Christmas break to, to kind of stew on it. Um. Yeah. So was the hygienist the only casualty of that war for you? Or yeah. did other team members leave? No, um, you know, unbeknownst to me, they, they stuck around because right before uh, I bought the practice, he gave everybody like a two or three dollar an hour raise. And so, <laughs> and so, Thanks. Yeah. Oh, so generous. That's amazing. Yeah. I, and I didn't I didn't know any of this until like three months later and, and then start doing the math. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Yeah, that that sucks. So, of course, they weren't going to. So I didn't lose anybody else. But honestly. The front desk was a piece of shit. The the other, uh, his wife was working up front, and so I just brought my wife in to help. And and that it's like two cats fighting. It was just it was it was it pops and popcorn. There was some fireworks, and then um, the the two assistants stuck around because they were overpaid. Uh, eventually, I had to fire them because come to find out they weren't any good. So it took me a couple of years to figure that one out, though. Aaron, I don't know what your practice genesis situation was. I know you're in kind of a group practice. Did you were you an associate there? Did you partner first? Uh, how was that? Yeah, I was an associate for eight years. Oh, and then Lord. I'm yeah, I'm a 
year six and a seven year buy-in. So I was always there and it was once, once I got there and got myself established, they knew I was going to be around for a while, but I know my partner bought it, bought the practice from a guy who went to endo school and there's some bad blood there, but I, I guess there's some backstory here that we don't know. Like, does the, does the current office know that the dentist is selling? Like, I, I wouldn't think that it would be that. Yeah. It it sounds like like they're, he's, they're getting blindsided. Yeah. And I don't think they should have time to sue on it because I, I'm told if I were a normal woman, woman, but I'm told that women like to build things up in their head. For and sure. that's a whole lot of time to think yeah. about it. I mean, he's he's totally right. Like, that's a horrible time to tell, yeah. you know, the team about this. I Part of me also says, like, hey, you know, don't be so fast to, like, overinflate your import, you know, the importance of this or whatever in these people's lives. But, you know, I, 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 I do think that that is kind of poor timing. It would be one thing if it were, like, just some long weekend, like Labor Day weekend or something like that. Right. But this kind of is, like, sort of the holiday of the year and you're kind of crapping all over it. Well, right and the other thing, it does, it. it does also give them, if they think they're reading the writing on the walls, they've, that's two weeks uh, for them to go on working interviews. There are offices that will be open. Well, I guess they're in Arkansas. I guess I don't know the landscape there. Do they have alternatives? Yeah. Are there jobs? Well, I mean, it's it's enough time to start looking for yeah. sure. You know, to like look through one ads and, and hit up the dentalpost.net. But and that not sort of even stuff. giving the new guy a chance. Yeah. And, I don't know if he necessarily has to draw a hard line in the sand. (laughs) You said hard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, But I feel like a direct open conversation would really be helpful. too simple, Aaron. We need to come up with weird (laughs) strategies here. Come on. How about go to his house and range of furniture (laughs) so i've got i've got so i've got some ideas so for for this to happen for for him to tell the team that there's going to be a sale that there has to be a team meeting right you're not just going to like tell this like in between two patients or whatever right like everyone's (laughs) going to sit down together and he's going to do this like kind of all at once in front of everybody kind of clark griswold style right so you right. need to like prevent that meeting from happening. You prevent that meeting from happening. Five o'clock <laughs> comes on December 22nd and those chicks are gone, man. It's screeching tires. They're hitting the bricks. They're not staying after work on the 22nd. So if you can prevent that meeting from happening, you prevent all this. Like then it's waiting until after the break, which is what you want. So we need like some sort of fire drill to happen during like the time of this team meeting. I think that is brilliant. We're going to... Pay Wayne Binghamton to come in yes. <laughs> and, and, and have an and, emergency appointment and, and, uh-huh. and raise a ruckus. I think he could have like, to call the cops. actually set fire to the office. Like, yeah, that's going to clear the building. I'm not saying it has or to be a you huge could do fire. One of those, like a bachelorette party sex gram. Have yes. some guy stripper show stripper up to the gram. office and, and just like distract them. Absolutely. Like, all the time. Per- that's like three perfect. times. Or Princess yeah. Lamy or Carol yeah. the Cat Lady. Well, all of them. Why, why choose one? <laughs> <laughs> we need that, you need some sort of medical emergency maybe to happen. So you need to like maybe get some sort of person who's got a bad heart or something, you know, someone you know who's like a, a cardiac care patient and have them in front of the office and then set off like a bunch of fireworks or something like that, like right behind them so that the person like collapses with a, a MI like right in front of the office. Like what is the perfect. dentist to do? He's got to go out there and give CPR. 
he has to. It's like his his oath, right? He's he's got it. Any one of us, somebody has a heart attack in front of our office, we're going to go help them, right? So I think that's a good way to make that happen. What if yeah. you get a drunk driver to like drive a car <laughs> into the office? I, into the, there's I no saw meeting that the happening. other day. Yeah, there's no meeting happening then. For sure. That's happened. I used to work for an oral surgeon over the summers and I would scrub instruments for him. And he's had two people drive into his office uh, over the span of like 12 years or something like that. Wow. Yeah, I just what saw that the other day that, on Facebook. What are the freaking odds of that? Yeah, well, I, let's make well, the odds I'm... a little higher. Fortunately, it wasn't a treatment room. Could you imagine like trying to be extracting thirds or something like that and something <laughs> like a car just comes <laughs> barreling through the operatory? Oh my goodness. Yeah, if people didn't have dental phobias before. They right, they do now. now. Like, fortunately, he's an oral surgeon, so everybody's so doped up on ketamine when they're there. <laughs> they wouldn't even know. You could, you could, you could could back the car out, take care of the person, and then still go back and take the thirds out, and the patient wouldn't even know that anything happened. I think maybe some sort of like extreme diarrhea and food poisoning situation. <laughs> so like the whole, the whole everybody on the office, it? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If everybody is sitting on the toilet, there is no team meeting. X lax brownies from yes. a from a fake specialty office or. A, specialty office yeah we just talked when we were on the dental hacks podcast we talked about like the best gifts that that we've received or whatever from specialists and that would be a good like hey here are these wonderful cookies from dr wayne binghamton's office and (laughs) everybody eats them and it's just that's a bad afternoon for everybody we will not be talking uh, i I do have to tell you my husband has done something like that he made (laughs) caramel caramel covered onions and then you know no one could tell that they were onions instead of apples until they bit into them and then he took the cream out of cream filled donuts yes i said cream and (laughs) and injected mayonnaise in there instead and so these girls were eating these donuts they were like these taste weird it was pretty funny your husband's my hero (laughs) well i won't tell you about our first date then oh no you can't say that you can't just say i won't tell you about our first date well it wasn't our first date we were just friends and we'd pull pranks on each other and he's like this is my freshman year of undergrad he's like aaron come over i'm like i'm studying he's like come on i'm i'll make you hot cocoa and i was like I'm studying. He goes, come on, I'll give you right home. It's really good hot chocolate. So I went up there. We hung out. Wait, me hold roommate. on a second. How hot chocolate got you to his apartment? Hot <laughs> his chocolate. Persistence. His Do you persistence. know how many times I've tried to get females to my apartment when I was in college? Hot chocolate. That's I, all you needed. I could have had Prince playing a pi- private concert in my bedroom, and I would not have gotten people to my apartment. He's like, hey, I got some Swiss Miss. You want to come over? Like, yeah, I'll be right there. Well, apparently little that's did, the secret. Little did I know. Well, he was giving me a ride home after this. He's like, is it good hot chocolate? I was like, yeah, it's fine. It's hot chocolate. Anyways, on the way home, I said. Thanks for the oval team, Tom. <laughs> I said how everyone thinks that we would be a, a good couple. And he goes, yeah, I th- you know what? You want to go on a date? And I said, sure. So that was the night he asked me out. But. I found out the next morning in a real, real way that he actually put X-Lax in that hot chocolate. <laughs> Such a dick move. And but, he still and got I the girl. Knew, and he got me. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Now you know. The way this my heart. is pheromone. There. It, I want to get a girl to come over to my apartment and shit everywhere. Uh, no, no. That, <laughs> it wasn't until the next morning. I think he must have known that. I think maybe... 
maybe we are getting oh. to the root of your husband might have a weird fetish. <laughs> well, he, he said Xbox. He gave me pericoles because it's soft, overnight, gentle relief. Yes, we'll go with that because <laughs> girls don't poop. That, that is absolutely 100% factually correct. They do. Yep. Right. Um, so it had no effect on me whatsoever. Joke was on him. Ha ha. <laughs> he said all that what if what if Alex here got Elton John to come play a private concert at this dental office? Because I'm pretty sure if Elton John comes walking into your office, like whatever your plans are for the afternoon, they're, they're out the window. Like I'm going to listen to Tiny Dancer, like played live for a concert of six people. I don't know how much that would cost you, but it might not be a bad investment. Yeah, I think it would win them over the team. And I feel like Elton's not doing anything. I haven't heard Elton's name on anything lately. Candle in the Wind is sort of long gone. It's not. It, w- when was Elton John's last hit? Yeah, it's got to be Candle in the Wind. I think he's still doing fine. I just, I think, you know, I'm just saying, Elton John shows up to your office, staff meeting's off. We're not having the staff meeting. It's the biggest asshole boss in the world. Like, no, send Elton away. We're, we have a staff meeting we have to we have to do. Yeah, you just got to keep the staff meeting from happening. I think that's the key. Whatever that's means. the key. Um, yeah, yeah, you can't and, tell the team. Well, the second part of that is also addressing the the owner. So I think there's something fun you can do there, too, to stop what? him from telling him. I mean, oh, yeah, kill X-Lax him. And his. Yeah. X-Lax <laughs> in the hot chocolate. I can just imagine Alex calling this guy at 10 o'clock at night, like, hey, come over, buddy. Come over. <laughs> come over and try this hot chocolate. That's the lamest, oh. lamest attempt to get laid I've ever heard in my life. Oh, Josh, we <laughs> that wasn't his goal. His right. goal was to make you shit, apparently. <laughs> Just a hundred times more disturbing than trying to get into your pants. Wow. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, Lance, we're going to go hyper local for our next one. And this is actually specifically yeah. hyper local for you. So, yeah. um, we're, we, you're going to be sort of, you're going to play a, uh, a very vital role in our next question here. This is from Reddit. Uh, Reddit user hockey puck Chuck asks, uh, why porcelain veneers cost around 1400 to $1,800 per tooth in Seattle. I have two porcelain veneers on my two front teeth after damaging them in an accident. They look amazing. But unfortunately, after four to five years, one popped off. From what I can see, there is no damage to the veneer or the tooth, but I'm no dental professional. Money is tight, and I would like to not have to uh, have one front tooth look like a sad shadow of the one next to it. I have been calling around, checking out different neighborhoods, and it seems like most practices need to perform x-rays. Makes sense, it should be covered by insurance. But the labs and procedure are going to cost me $1,400 plus. Some places have said they won't just make one, but we'll need to replace both in order to match the shade and or shape slash size. The second one is perfect from what I can see, and I'd rather not spend double. Are these prices normal? Is the second tooth, which is not needed, a common practice? I know that no one is going to want to reattach my old veneer because it won't make them much and they cannot guarantee its integrity. But still, ugh. Disclaimer. I have tried to reattach the tooth myself. I found the same bonding cement after calling my dentist, Nexus NX3 Yellow, and purchased a small curing light. It held for over a day, but I always felt uneasy about it, and it, of course, popped off. Again, not a dentist, but when going through hard times and trying to save well over $1,000, I tried that method first. Okay, we finally (laughs) made it to the end of that long diatribe. Yeah. So this guy had a veneer four or five years, and it popped off. He started calling around, 
and he decided to try to cement it himself with actual dental cement and a curing light. So guys, do either of you have any good patient done at home dentistry stories? No, not really. Just like dentures broke and they kept throwing Gorilla Glue at it and things like that. And it looked like some alien pie. I did have a lady that was missing number nine and she went to the bead store and found, I, I guess they would be like thermoplastic beads or something. Cause she melted them all together and what created the hell a, is a bead store. <laughs> oh, You've never I don't had know, a, like seen a, Mike, store? a Michael's or something okay, like, so like that. A hobby, I don't know. A like craft, a, like a a craft, craft store. store. Yeah. Okay. I thought you meant like a store that was just strictly devoted to the sale the, procurement and I trading of beads. Those too, though. Those Josh. do exist. I have exist. never seen a bead store. That seems you don't like have a dogs. total you're not front. Living. <laughs> that seems like a total front for some sort of drug activity. Welcome to oh, the bead be store, right. man. <laughs> Let's so just they, say you would not find me at one. So they made some sort of flipper, basically, for themselves. Yeah, yeah. She and how was yeah, it? She, she, horrible. She's. She makes the deli sandwiches at our local gas station. And anyway, she saved up and we were able to do a bridge for her. But I was impressed. At last, she dealt with it for like four or five years with her little tooth that she made. Are they good sandwiches? Yes, they are. Except when you find little beads in them. You know, I've had like somebody try to glue on a class four that chipped off or whatever, you know, like with with, uh, with glue. It, It just... It just seems to me like the patient has to realize really early that that this is a bad idea. Yeah, and why is he willing to spend the money on a curing light and cement? Depending on what kind of light and cement he bought, like he could have spent as much for that as he would have to like replace one veneer. And odds are he he probably used one of those lights at like Sephora for bleaching. A light's a light's a light, right? Right, and it didn't cure anything. And he also used Lexus or Nexus NX3 yellow. Yellow, yeah. Horrible cement for a veneer, first off. But it sounds like he called his old dentist to find out what they used. And they told the way him. he said it. I don't know where, like, where he could have. I guess he got some NX3 off of eBay or something like that. But yeah, probably could have been like great. You know, it's probably gray market, like Indian stuff. Uh, yeah, or the whole Amazon is. You know, they they're the Amazoning of dentistry. It's happening. Yeah, I, the idea of like trying to like bonding a veneer is like, in my opinion, the hardest thing that we do. Like if you're put like inserting eight veneers, like that's, mm-hmm. that's a hard yes, you know, stressful. Few hours of a stressful, like high yeah. tension time. And here this guy like waltzes, like waltzes in with his curing light and his cement off of eBay and thinks he's going to re-cement his own veneer. I wonder if he, do you guys use deox when you're no. curing? Oh, you don't? Like at the margin you mean or what? Yeah. Cause that's just KY jelly. I mean, that's that you could do, do it yourself. <laughs> You got that. You got all that just laying around, huh? Yeah, you buy KY in bulk is what you're saying. I, no, I, mean, I don't. No, nope, <laughs> nope. All right, so Lance, you're in the area. What's your fever? If I'm doing aesthetic things like that, yeah, I'm looking towards the 1800. Okay. If I'm doing just routine, you know, PPO crown and stuff like that, it's it's gonna be much less than that. But the expectations are high enough that yeah, I, if I'm doing ten veneers, my fee is eighteen thousand. So, would you, and would you ever do one? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, would you do one or would you insist on both? I wouldn't insist. I would I would tell them, what's your expectation? Yeah. And if they wanted perfection and symmetry and everything, then yeah, you're better off doing both. But if a person says, look, I just want this one right here. Okay. Why does he think that a dentist won't just re-cement it? Well, that's, I was going to get to that point. Like, he, he's just assuming, like, I, I don't know as if he's had this discussion with any dentist. Like, he just assumes, like, like I've, I've cemented a ton of veneers. I bonded on a ton of veneers. Yeah. Whatever yeah. people did, as long as they fit. 
Yeah. I, and I always tell them, hey, look, no guarantees. I'll put it on. But if it comes off, then there's more to it. And I'll, I'll charge you full full fee to do it. So I think he's maybe making some assumptions. He must be a transplant because he's, he seems uh, surprised that, that the fee for Seattle. Well, what did you pay the first time? Yeah. I, I, my hunch oh. is his parents paid for it the first time. Oh, well, there you go. That happens. It, it, I, I feel like that fee, though, is pretty average around the yeah. country. Like Aaron, yeah. I, what's your fee yeah. for a veneer and I know? I think we're thirteen fifty. Okay, but I mean, we're in the, that same fourteen hundred to eighteen hundred neighborhood, right? I mean, yeah. If yeah. you decided to work with like Matt Roberts or something like that, like you might charge a little bit more because your lab fee is right. going to be more. So, like, I could, Aaron, I could easily see you getting up to eighteen hundred if you were using a certain laboratory or something like that. Yeah, and that's around what I would be like. I. I He's he's sort of casting it like, oh, poor pitiful me. I live in this super expensive Seattle where it's more expensive than anywhere else. Like, eh, there's, you, if you were in the East Coast somewhere, I think you'd be paying more. If you were in maybe L.A., if yeah. you were in Miami or something like that, I think 1800 would be more closer to the middle than the high end. I honestly think right. nowadays, though, he probably could find cheaper ones with, I don't know, coupons or it seems like a lot of dental offices are just giving things away. Yeah. And I would be surprised if he wouldn't find someone that would just bond it back on. Did he say that they would people were refusing or he's just assuming? I think he's just assuming. He never said he said because yeah. uh, because they wouldn't make any money off of it or whatever. Uh, yeah, we don't really make that much. No, money. but it's if no. it's if it's if the veneer goes back on like. And I can make somebody happy. Yeah. Like that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, me too. I mean, I I'll clean it off if it fits. You know, even if there's a little chunk, you just say, look, that it's gonna fill in with the composite, the the resin. You know, that might be the weak link, and over time, it's gonna fail again. But you you know, bought yourself some time. And you look like a hero, and he'll come back to you. Yeah, that that's the reason I would put it back on. I'm, I'd hope to keep him as a yeah. Patient. The other thing is we're at we're at a four year. He says they were done four to five years ago. Uh-huh. Um, I'm guessing that there's some kind of Denton situation here. Well, Josh, if you look at his name, Hockey Puck Chuck, yeah, there, there was, assume it was a hockey Yeah, it was uh, a hockey accident. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, I, to me, because he says the other one is perfect. Uh-huh. If one of them failed and it's four or five years old, what are the odds that the other one is perfect? If one popped off, yeah. it usually means like the other one's probably not far behind. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe it was just an accident. You know, maybe he just hit it just the right way or something like that and it came off or, or whatever. But I would, I would, a, a veneer that fails in four years to me is, is a nice sign that maybe there was some sloppy, some sloppy dentistry done and or it was a deeper veneer like into Denton. And, and, I, you know, hey, five years for a veneer bonded to Denton, like maybe that's not so bad. But, well, at the same time, though, I mean, I was in a lecture a couple of weeks ago and a guy was showing some slides of, of himself and he had gone to some other dentist who was an accredited AACD guy. And, but he was showing that the, the veneers had popped off after a couple of years. And I'm looking at the preps going, that was poorly done. So it, I'm, you're, you're lucky to get the three that he got. Uh, it, I'd want to see this tooth before I start making uh, judgments on. Did, did he um, t- like say the name of the guy who prepped the veneers in the course? He actually did. Really? Is yeah. it somebody I would know? Probably. <laughs> oh, you're going to have to tell me off air. Yeah. No, I got to know. Um, so I, hockey puck chuck. Don't just assume that we won't put a veneer back on because you've got three dentists here that are talking that have all said we have in the past and would absolutely do again. Just rebond a veneer if that's the right thing to do, if it fits all that stuff. You've also got three people here telling you that they would make a single veneer for you provided we have a nice conversation about your uh, expectations. 
And would, go ahead. Would you make him sign something? Knowing that. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, probably. I, I would. Or at least I would definitely like document it in the chart. You know, had the dis- had discussion with patient about risk benefits of doing one. Blah blah blah. I, I would definitely yeah. document heavily yeah, yeah, that. For sure. um, so you've got three dentists here saying we would all consider doing one if we got the right vibe off of you, basically, and had you agreed to knowing like, hey, it may not be perfect, perfect. It may be 95% perfect, but not 100%. Um, And I think you've got three people here, three dentists in varying parts of the country who are all telling you that 1400 to 1800 is not that bad. I agreed. So we're all we're all in agreement on all of that. So I I, I think that's cool. Um, You know, I, I think at the end of the day, don't try to do your own dentistry. Don't purchase shitty used old gray market <laughs> nx3 some yellow cement for your veneer off of ebay don't purchase like a shitty nail salon curing light and try to put your veneer back on yourself it's not going to be good so lance here's what i want you to do to end the show i want you to give okay. hockey puck chuck like your best why should he go see lance timmerman sales pitch oh i'm, I'm shitty at that stuff <laughs> don't <laughs> i don't i don't want your hockey loving ass reverse psychology this is a football town yeah. chuck that's right. Although no, we're gonna, we're going to get a hockey team now, allegedly. Is it going to be a new team or a moved team? Uh, no, I think they're they're looking to expand. It's an odd number right now. We're trying to get an arena because the yeah, Sonics so left, and we're so all key arena. Is it still there? Yeah, for concerts. And it's is it just garbage? Hmm, it's no, not bad. It's, it's not too bad. Okay. Yeah, but they're going to have to re- renovate it and it's all this kind of stuff. And, and so they can't get an NBA team anytime soon. So they've. Uh, all right. So why don't the Sacramento that. Kings move to Seattle? Oh, fuck, we tried that. We actually had an offer. The, the guy lost like $40 million in a, in a intent to buy non-refundable thing to the Oof. Maloof brothers. Oof. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. There's about four teams in in the NBA that I think would be better off in Seattle than where they're at: Sacramento, New Orleans, yeah. Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, City. <laughs> um, and, and there's got to be like like Charlotte or something like that, right? Like those yeah. teams like don't seem to be killing it. Like they it seems like Seattle would be just a great town. Like everybody loves Seattle. Like it's we're pretty like, awesome. We have some pretty awesome fans. Yeah. What are you talking about? We. <laughs> Idaho girl. I know. California transplant. Oh, God. Those are some harsh <laughs> words. I'd rather be called a podcast whore. <laughs> um, well, you could be both. No, we associate with Seattle since we're so close. I get it. I, you're a Seahawks fan. I know. I'm a Seahawks fan. I, I've seen. Hell yeah. Go Even on. after last Sunday. Yeah, that that That's was true. rough. Russell Wilson uh, single-handedly lost me a fantasy football championship. So. Oh. Thanks, Russ. Appreciate that uh, that seven points that you got me uh, last week when I needed twenty seven. So, oh well, no, nothing's worse than listening to other people's fantasy football stories. So, we want to tell Hockey Puck Chuck here: you want to see the dentist that doesn't care if he sees you or not, and that dentist is Doctor Lance <laughs> Timmerman. Make your way to Tacoma and see the man, the myth, the legend, Lance Timmerman. He will put that veneer back on you with uh, NX3 white cement, not yellow, and a good curing light. For sure. Very good. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to our little advice show. Please send us your questions at workinginterferences.com. Check us out out on the web at www.workinginterferences.com. And uh, we typically end the show with a song. Aaron, since you are our guest, do you have a song for us? Well, this past weekend, I actually went to some CE. It was really nice. I didn't have to speak. I just had to show up. And that course was um, 
with Dr. Jeff Rouse down in, at Spear Center. The man. And I got, I got the opportunity to meet him, and I dropped Josh Austin's name, and, and did it didn't say, seem did to turn who? him off. It didn't yeah. seem to turn him away, which is good. <laughs> Anyways, we got into a conversation, and he said that the song Soul Shine by the Allman Brothers needs to be played at his funeral, which I hope isn't anytime soon. But I ended up downloading the song, and it's really good. So Soul Shine the by what the Allman like, Brothers. Does it say anything like that's just profound, or what? What oh. about that song is so is like is like ripe for Jeff Rouse's funeral? I don't know. You'll just have to play it and find out. Interesting. Well, we will add it add it to the end of the song here, and uh, we will all think about Jeff Rouse's death when we listen to this song. <laughs> Aaron, thank Sounds you so good. much. It's been fun. Thanks, guys. For all our bros out there. Peace. Daddy used to say